I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we are talking about God's love and his love for us. And before we get into that, just a quick reminder that if you are enjoying our podcast, we're, we're 10 episodes in now, uh, to please like it, subscribe, share it with your friends, and uh, th- we'd really appreciate that. So again, we're, we're talking about God's love this week. I just want to take a moment and pause and say, we are double digits. That's a pretty big deal. I'm excited about it. So tonight, as we're going to dive into the topic of God's love for us, I just think it's kind of cool, even as Thaddeus and I are preparing for this, that we just briefly discussed how we have very different backgrounds of experiencing God's love, where I would say in my life, I've definitely felt like, how could God love me? And I felt like such a broken and sinful person that I didn't really love myself, so I thought, how could God ever love me? And I felt like I had to earn God's love, where Thaddeus had a different, has had a different experience. It's not to say that I haven't struggled with sin or anything like that. This podcast is called Fallen Short. It's just that I think being probably, I probably learned a lot from being the youngest kid in my family of like, okay, you make a mistake not only is your your parents are going to love you through that, but God's there to love you through that. And just learning, learning probably through the eyes of, of the baby of the family of, you know, and that's not for everyone. You know, I'm not saying every baby of the family is going to not have that problem. But for me, it just, no matter what I did, I always felt like God was there to love me even if I was maybe rejecting it in some sort of way. That his love for you was always unfailing. And I think that's cool, Thaddeus, that you always felt like you knew that as a truth in your life. For me, it's not necessarily that I didn't question God's love, because God is love, but I'd often question, like, how could God really love me in this moment? And almost maybe because I'm a slight perfectionist, almost felt like I had to earn the love of God or live my life a certain way so God could truly love me. But it's definitely been something that has set me so free when I've learned that like I am not made holy or saved by anything that I do, but it's truly by Jesus that I am loved by God and Jesus, he's the atonement for my sins. And so Coming into that place of, okay, Trish, you can try all you want to be amazing and to do everything right, but your good deeds, the Bible says, are as filthy rags. And to come to that full understanding that no matter how good I was or how perfect I could make my life and try to line myself up with what the Word of God says, it doesn't matter because it's only through Jesus that I am saved anyways, and it's only through Jesus that I have, like, the atonement for my sins and all of that. And so coming into a better understanding and less legalistic understanding of God's love for me really helped me. And I don't even know how I developed all those thoughts. I suppose just over time, maybe it's because I'm the middle kid in my family, (laughs) different birth order, but just that perfectionist in me always felt like I had to earn God's love. And so something that has set me so free is learning that 
there's nothing I can do to earn God's love, but God's love for me is unfailing, just like God's love for you is unfailing. So do you, the listener, believe that when you're absolutely at your naughtiest, God can love you? Because I know that's something I've struggled with, or even if I've had bad thoughts about things, like how could God love me? Something that I had to truly learn to believe is that God's love for me is there and I needed to receive it because when I received God's love, I would be freed by God's love. So when I believe and could think less that it was something I had to do by my own power, because basically I, I guess you could say by me thinking I had to earn God's love or had to do some, do everything right. I was taking away from what Jesus did on the cross for me and for you. And I was putting that upon myself by trying to do things right. And I was taken away from the love that God has. And he sent, God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Right. And I think it's, if you put it in perspective of, if a, me as a dad, if my kids feel that they have to earn my love, right? They shouldn't have to earn my love. I should just be loving them all the time, no matter what. Now they might have to earn my respect in some regards, you know, of, they're not going to respect me, then I'm not going to maybe respect some of their wishes, you know, things like that. But I'm still going to love them. I'm still going to care for them no matter what through and through. That's my responsibility. I'm not saying it's God's responsibility to love us. I don't think God has responsibilities like you and I have responsibilities. I don't think God cannot not love us though cuz God is love. Yeah, it's it's his it's God's it's nature. It's yeah. his nature to love. And like Church said, you know, he sent his only son to die for our, our sins and that was the you know, that's the biggest example of love, right? And to die for someone else. For me, the best thing I've ever done is truly receive and believe that God loves me because what it's done for me personally is it's transformed me. It's helped to heal me and it's freed me from just that bondage of perfection and that bondage of thinking that I had to atone for my own sins and make things right for myself, but to have that walk in that grace of of God's love and his, the freedom that comes with it. Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And the Holy Spirit has come into my life in such a powerful way and help, has helped me to really feel God's love that is inside of me and I think when I can receive the love that God has for me it helps me to have love for myself and love for others the Bible says that we're to love our neighbors as we love ourselves and I think that it's hard to love ourselves if we can't experience the love that God has for us and the forgiveness that God has for us it's very hard to have that love for ourselves and then from there if we can't receive the love that God has for us and then love ourselves it's really hard to love other people because if we're supposed to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, if we can't even love ourselves, how are we going to love our neighbors? So I think that starts the healing in even loving yourself, which is a whole different topic, starts in receiving God's love for you. And just to go back a little bit of, I think, to tie into what Trish was saying earlier, you know, of, and we were talking about earning love and things like that. Well, we're not, God doesn't love us for the things that we do. 
he doesn't you know he loves us no matter what and he yes we should strive to do our best to do good things and to love others as Trisha's saying to you love your neighbor as yourself and we have to find that love ourselves. part of I think finding the way to love ourselves is finding God's love for us and being able to take his love accept that receive that and then be able to replicate that towards right. other people let it let god's love fill your heart and then let the love of god that's overflowing in your heart flow out of you psalm 36 7 says how priceless is your unfailing love O god people take refuge in the shadow of your wings and and to me i mean that's you can't put a value like a numerical value on not only God's love, but anyone's love, right? If they truly love you. And God truly loves us, and people take comfort in that. Just as, again, me as a father, my kid's cuddling up to me on the couch, or, you know, they're scared and they come to me for some help, or they got hurt, right? It's the same thing where no matter what, we're hurt, we're sad, we're broken, we're at our wits end. We need to know that God is always there to love on us. And I think something you're saying, Thaddeus, is so interesting because I think it's easy to equate the love God has for us with the love that we've experienced in this world. And so maybe because your kids have a good father who loves them, they might be able to understand God's love for them a little better than maybe somebody who's had a, a rough upbringing with maybe parents that were absent. It might make that understanding of God's love more difficult, or maybe they've been burned by friends that were Christians, so they can't understand God's love because their friend burned them. I think it's so easy for us to put God in like a measurable box, like you were saying, like where we think we can quantify it because we can do that with humans. We can look at somebody's love and I can say, you know, Thaddeus, I know he loves me because he's stood by me through my worst times. And he, I know he loves me because he provides for me. And I know he loves me because, you know, he serves me in this way and he does this for me. But I think we also want to look to God and quantify his love for us where God's love, you cannot, it's not measurable. It's God loves us all. And you can't say God loves this person more, or this person more or whatever, because God just, he is love. One thing that I thought was so cool when I had my firstborn child, I, before him, I was in college and I was working and ma young married person and all this. And I was just so busy going, 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 going. And definitely when I had our oldest, I understood God's unfailing love so much more. And I received God's love in a different way because I, all of a sudden I felt this love for somebody that wasn't myself in a different way than I ever felt before. And then I remember not long after that, we got pregnant again with our second born child. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I can love this child as much as I love this other child. And I was actually genuinely concerned, would I be able to love our second born as much as I really loved our firstborn? And the really cool thing was that I thought I had to divide my love and I thought I would have to 
somehow love our firstborn less because now I had to love our secondborn. And that's not what happened. What happened was the love that I had was multiplied instead of divided. And I think so often we think, well, as Christian, and it helped me, I guess, to understand the love that God has for me more because I would think, well, how could God love me because and care about my needs because there's people dying of hunger all around the world? Or how could God love me because I'm honestly, this is thoughts I had, like, I'm not a man, like, I'm not a male preacher. How could God love me as much? And I would struggle with all these thoughts. And one thing I definitely learned when I had my second born, third born, fourth born was that like God's love doesn't divide it multiplies. And I just remember when I had my third born, my heart just exploded with love and my fourth born, it overflowed with love. And to have these children to help me experience how God's love is really was eye opening for me because I just, something I really struggled with comprehending was God's love. And it's interesting, Trish said it multiplied rather than divided, but in the same essence, it took on different meaning and you don't show necessarily the same, uh, the same ways of love to each individual child. They have to be loved in their own unique way, which is, you know, what I need from God to show me love might not be the same thing that Trish needs from God to show her love, which is the same for our children. The way that love on my oldest could be completely different than second, third, or fourth, and vice versa. It, it's not a, a one-size-fits-all in a matter of how they need to receive the love. It's a one-size-fits-all, and yes, I'm going to love them all, but it's not a, okay, I, they need this, and I'm going to give them this. So that means second kid, I'm going to give them that too, right? It's, it's different, and I think God, it's unbelievable how God can meet everyone where they're at. It's so funny because just something that happened to Thaddeus and I super recently, as we told you, we were celebrating our anniversary, and we were up on the northern shores of Minnesota, and it was so beautiful. And there was a day that we were there and we went hiking in the in the waterfalls. And over and over and over again, countless times, I said to Thaddeus, this is the best I've ever felt. I feel so loved by God right now. And it was, for me, a very spiritual experience being out in the nature and breathing in the fresh air. And I felt so euphoric. And Thaddeus was not having the same moment with God that I was because for me, that was a love language from God to just be in, in there. And it was just funny how we could be experiencing the same thing in two totally different ways because that was my love language from God. And I meant to go here earlier when I was talking about how when I had my firstborn, I was working and going to college and all this, but I never really appreciated nature as much. And I remember going out on a walk with our firstborn and he's in a stroller, not talking and, and noticing the flowers and the butterflies and things I took for granted before and just really sensing God's love then too. So maybe you're like me, maybe you experience God's love in those ways. Maybe you experience God's love through Thaddeus really enjoys music. And I know for him, that's a really big way for him to connect with God and I'm not saying I don't in that way, but it's I don't think it's quite at the same level that he has. So whatever way your love language is from God, we're all different. But just know that God loves you. Trust in that God 
is there for you. Lean into God's love for you. Believe God loves you. Receive God's love for you. Fixate on him. Fixate on God's love and let God fix what's going on in your life. Let his love come and invade all those dark places in your heart and in your life. Because the God of the universe, he is passionately in love with you. And I just want to invite you to receive that into your heart. Whether you've been a believer your whole life or or are just new to learning about God, I just want to invite you in to this moment to receive the love that God has for you and ask God to come in and, and show you his love for you in a new way and ask him to open your eyes to ways that he is demonstrating his love for you. And if you haven't yet, I would just ask, encourage you to ask God to come into your heart and ask him to fill the places of your heart that feel empty and feel like maybe you're failing or you're not good enough or he could never love you, just invite God into those places and ask him to show you his love and ask him to comfort you with his love and ask him to pull you in with his love and just take a moment and when you're done listening to us and really seek God out and pray and invite him in if you haven't before and if you have before, invite him in, in a different way, in a deeper way. Invite him to go deeper into your life. Ask him to lavish his love on you, to pour his passionate intimacy into your heart. And I, I promise you there's more. We're never going to be at the height what God has. Hopefully we're always growing in our faith and hopefully we're always growing in God's love for us. And sometimes we go through dry seasons, those of us who have been believers for a long time and and we need that reminder that his love is there for us and we can go deeper and, and stir that passion in our hearts. And if you're if you're needing to talk to someone, needing prayer, anything like that, you can definitely reach out to us. Uh, you can email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, we're at fallenshortpodcast or on Twitter. Uh, we do have a Twitter and that is also at, at Fallen Short Pod. If you just search Fallen Short Podcast, you should be able to find us with the, the black and white logo. But again, I'm not saying that to you for publicity for those. I'm just giving you different avenues if you need to reach out to someone. You can message us on those. You can leave a comment if you'd like on our website. Uh, but Maybe you don't want to, that's more of public versus a direct message. So we're, uh, we're open to, to listen and not saying we have the answers, but we definitely be there for you. And with that being said, uh, we'll be back next week and uh, I'm Thaddeus and I'm Trish and we love you guys.